Hola mis lobos, bienvenidos, welcome, my name is Jasmine Montana and you are listening to Talking in Latina, the podcast where we talk about the latest chisme, escándalos, and open up your Sydney directory with every listen. So sit back while you're driving up to Polito, cruising around Vinewood, holding it down at Southside or wherever you are in Latina. Bienvenido, mi gente, and welcome back to another episode of Talking in Latina, season two. For my first episode for this season, I wanted to bring around two special people that I feel like everybody would love to hear about, and that is Mr. Drake West and Dreads. I was going to say, you know, the other name, but I was like, nah, I'll respect you and I'll call you Dreads. So, hello, yo, guys. Yo. How are you guys doing? We're chilling, we're chilling, you know. All right. right. So I know you guys pretty well because obviously we have something in common, which we'll talk about a little later. But for those who do not know, who is Drake West? So my name is Drake West. Uh, I'm the ESB shot caller. Um, Apparently it's on LSPD knows it. Ain't nothing to hide about it. Uh, I do crazy shit. I thought you were hanging around though. Huh? I thought you were hanging around. Yeah, yeah, no, actually, yeah, ESB, <laughs> yeah, I'm the ESB hang around. Um, I do crazy shit. I've done crazy shit. I'm a little quieter now, but I guess you could say I'm the brains. You're the brains, but yeah, you know, still, still hang around. Okay. Yeah, definitely. All right, and how about how about you, Dreads? Who who are you? Uh, I'm a prospect for the East Side Balkan. <laughs> you know, um, and, um, in the cops, little computer shit. It says I'm the leader. I call cap. Uh, yeah. yeah because, um, you know, just for everybody out there, you know, breaking news, I, Jazz Montana, am, I'm just kidding. <laughs> yeah, go ahead for your I am the one and only, you know, uh, said Paula, you know, that's it. I've, I wasn't going to give myself a title, you know. I guess I can, I mean, I guess in the computer I'll say blooded, you know, member like Paula, but, you know. She's leaving in a body bag. <laughs> yeah apparently i guess i guess that was what was discussed but they never told me you know if i was alive or dead they just said body bang so yeah, i guess you'll find out right <laughs> we ain't gonna find yeah. that out we ain't gonna find that out um, okay? what are 10 bullets gonna do to your head um they can do a lot of things <laughs> you know from my medical expertise when i had my medical you know uh it, do- it does a lot but unfortunately which is really weird some people they can be shot like 50 60 times and they walk out of the hospital like they just got a paper cut or something hey yo you know only to the vest only to the uh, vest only to the vest only to the vest <laughs> only to the vest yeah, a little gray is to the shoulder, but, you know, nothing that bad. Yeah. <laughs> so, obviously, like you guys said, you know, you're a shot caller. You're allegedly the leader of the Eastside Balas. But you guys weren't always that from the beginning. So, you know, one of the big questions that I like to ask everybody is kind of like, what was life transitioning from, you know, initially moving to Los Santos? What was kind of like the first things that you came about, if you can remember? Um... Well, I can, I can go first. Uh, I was even when I was young, like everyone else, apparently in the city, they all come from Liberty City. Uh, uh, my parents, you know, they divorced uh, at a, when I was very young. My dad, he moved to the uh, to LS. Um, as I was growing up, going in through middle school and high school, I started getting involved with a bunch of, um, I guess you can say, alleged criminals, you know? 
allegedly um, yeah um uh, you know so i got in trouble with the law uh and my mom obviously she wasn't very happy she thought that taking sending me over to my dad will help me mature yeah. uh and do better in life but unfortunately when i was sent over into uh, ls i found out where my dad was living in the south side which uh was on grove street unfortunately though the day that i actually rolled up there was an injured man right at the corner of grove and brogue uh, yeah. i know it turned out to be my dad and unfortunately he was killed um a rival gang and he was associated with the ballers he wasn't in the ballers but was i guess you can say a friend a friend of them yeah they happily took me in and that's when i started actually you know it went from there yeah it just started off from there you know my dad dying i joined the gang you know after like three months with them i got blooded in you know i got my ass beat the fuck up you know and yeah slowly climbing the ranks you know and and now you are where you're at basically yeah basically yeah right do you feel like um and well we'll get to drake in a moment but kind of like a question i was i heard you speaking but it basically like i guess it's more of kind of like because you have been in trouble for a while from what you explained you had these you know behaviors that may not have been positive to the people i the were you influenced by, you know, peers or was it more of kind of like a, you know, media influence? Like what, what brought you to have that kind of lifestyle? So like how I said, you know, I did, I started doing minor shit, you know, in Liberty City. It was basically yeah, my people I was hanging out with, uh, friends, you know, they would, you know, they were making money very, very fast. Um, in an I wanted that money, you know, I saw how they True. were living, mm-hmm. you know, they always had, you know, the, the branded clothing, you know, and I wanted that. Um, like, I want that. Yeah, exactly. Like, I want that, you know, like, tell me what I got to do to get into that. And, yeah. and it wasn't even more for the material stuff. I also wanted to help my mom, you know. True. So True. I feel so. like that's anything that that's one of the things that I feel like a lot of people get to have, you know, issues with. And I mean, we'll talk about it later about like. What people think of us but i feel like that's one of the things that i feel like a lot of people tend to i guess not really think about it but it's just kind of like we do even though we may come out as like a dick to people it necessarily doesn't mean we're like mean you know all the time like you know right. we do we do things for a reason you know yeah 100 all right drake yeah. how about you how about you what was it like you know starting off and moving into los santos I mean, truthfully speaking, you know, kind of really just, it's, I wouldn't say that I, you know, moved to Los Santos, kind of was, you know, lived here my entire life. So, I mean, the transition was just really non-existent. Um, Growing up, you know, kind of the hood mentality. um, And that kind of stems from the fact that, you know, uh, both of my parents actually died because of a robbery gone wrong. Um, This, I had a brother and he essentially you know he got into drugs and it was a big failure on my part that i couldn't help him and he died right so what brought me into like this whole los santos gang vibe was you know i was actually just kind of looking for a home to be honest with you and grove kind of ended up being that for me so that's where i guess what really brought me to grove street was just that sense of community that many people actually don't see you know from the outside when but when you're on the inside you know you see that shit 
It's very different. And I feel like that's one of the main reasons why I feel like I brought both of you guys here because it's mostly like, I guess it's the the view of within rather than, you know, outside in. Um, It's kind of like that home vibe. And I can totally relate to that because... I feel like that's one of the things that like when I met Carlos, um, that's one of the things that I always talked about was just because obviously, um, I don't know if you guys know, I know that I've talked about it a lot in the podcast in the past, but it's just kind of like, unfortunately, like my parents passed away and I have, you know, a sibling around, but we honestly don't talk, but it's just kind of like losing that sense of home and then having to find that is really difficult and I feel like when I came around myself, uh, I I found that sense of, you know, I felt like home essentially like over time just because it's like the relationships that are built are stronger than what I feel like people think, you know, people just see us as, uh, you know, the East Side Ballas and they look at us as, uh, you know, a specific organization and like they know that we're there and some people think we're dicks. Some people think we're nice and all that. But at the same time, like when you're in that inside view, you, you you see it very, you see very differently. I feel like no, a hundred percent. And you know, when, when you lose a like when you've lost everyone in your life, right? And um, after you've gone through, you know, the mourning phase, and you realize that when you have no one, you know, you kind of get to that hustle mindset, and I mean, who are, who are the biggest hustlers in the city, right? True. You have to, I mean, yeah, and that's kind of what brought me to, I guess, the ballas. Yeah, I feel like I feel like that's one of the things as well. It's just kind of like, I mean, obviously, I was very lonely in the fact that uh, I kind of had to stand up for myself, and it's one of the things that I feel like I brought up a lot, and I'm still working on. Is mostly kind of saying like I'm used to saying my opinion and having nobody back me up, you know, and it's just kind of like that's why sometimes I'm very harsh and I keep things to myself, or I'm very harsh and I back myself up because it's just like. When you're in a situation when you don't have anything to fall back on because the people that you love either die, they leave, or they move away, or, you know, the connection that you once had is not there anymore and you're by yourself, there's nobody else to protect you but you. And a lot of people can think like, oh, this person came around and they're, you know, a horrible person or they're corrupt or they're selfish. It's not because we're selfish. It's just in the situation when you lost everything, there's nothing else more to lose than you know, what you already lost. No, 100%. I guess this goes into, like, the fact that, you know, one of the biggest things I see is, you know, um, how do you challenge the ball is because, you know, we're so big or we're so, like, like, you, you can, right? And that's because I know every person the ball is going to, is a ride or die for each other, right? And that's a lot of, the, all the reasons why these other gangs are failing. Um, they're just not ride or die. How do you challenge a gang that's actually ride or die for each other, you know? Exactly. I feel like that's one of the things that I personally saw when I was like coming around initially is just kind of like that sense of connection and that sense of that true bond that I honestly saw over time, you know, and it's just kind of like the way that I honestly feel like the ballas work is very, you know, structured in the fact that it's a home, but at the same time, like we know how to look out for each other like we know our you know who's good at what and who's good at not like we know how to function as a group and i feel like that's why it's very difficult you know not trying to like blow anyone's ego or stuff like that but it's just kind of like 
I feel like it's very difficult to break that. And I feel like that's where I, like people struggle sometimes going from the outside in because I feel like they're aware of it, but they don't know how to get rid of it. You know what I mean? Like that whole solo like mindset? Not that solo mindset, but that that family bond between the Balas. Like, I feel like that is honestly one of the the things that keeps the Balas as strong as they are is because of that bond from coming from that situation where you are lonely to that bond of everybody looking out for each other. I agree. And I think there's like a very big misconception when you look at it from the outside, like... You know, Dreads is the leader of the Ballas, you know, and, like, as if he's not, you know, going to be listening to everybody's problems. But, you know, as leaders of an organization, I mean, a lot of our time is spent, you know, mediating things within our gang. And I think there's a whole misconception from the outside world. And I think that's why a lot of these gangs are, like, there's a lot of organizations that have failed right in front of us, right? It's because they just don't, you know, because you're the leader of the gang... You know, you're unreachable. I think that's complete bullshit mentality, you know? And I think that's what another reason that we're, like... Like, I make connections with everybody in the gang. Or at least I try to, you know? I don't... Just because Drez is the leader, I'm the shot caller. We have real Jesus, I mean, we're not going to go talk to, you know, people who aren't in the gang or, or hangarounds or prospects, you know? Yeah, I kind of feel like it's, like, the people you ring around you obviously have to pay attention just because and i feel like we'll talk about it a little bit later about like more kind of like the family lifestyle but it's just kind of like it's like when there's always strangers that are coming in you always have that questioning you know mindset of like who they are and what they what they stand for you know and obviously that comes with you know being hanging around and all that but uh kind of know backtracking a little bit you know what got you guys to stay with the east side ballas i know that for dreads it's going to be a little bit easier but kind of like when you found this you know group this gang what what made you stay i mean for me it was just like who else do you really have you know who's gonna shoot for you right when i get into shit right who else out there in this world is is willing to die for you right that's what kept me with the ballers, because at the end of the day, I, I know every person who wears that flag is a ride or die for me, and I do the same for them. And it doesn't matter. And, and you know, we all know internally, uh, Jasmine, you know this. Internally, ranks don't mean shit to us. Nope. Right. But externally, of course, politically, they do. They do. Mm-hmm. Um. But internally, I know everybody. You know, our dreads would hundred percent. You know. Get his hands dirty if you had to. I'd do the same. And it, it doesn't matter who you are in the gang. And that's kind of what kept him with the balls. Like, there's no one out there in the world who would do the same. No, I feel like that's one of the... I feel like that's one of the things that I see a lot of is just pretty much that mindset that even though, you know, again, politically, there, how, you know, there is, you know, essentially a chain of command. But at the same time, like... I feel like with the ballers of how they and how close we are, uh, that kind of doesn't become, you know, not enforced, but it, it's not really like relevant, relevant, you know, because I feel like obviously, yes, you know, I respect, you know, everybody's, you know, mindset and I, I respect everyone's thought, you know, and I know that at the end of the day, you know, you guys will, you know, put the, you guys will, of say the last word but i feel like at the same time it's it's not like 
you guys don't you know take our opinion into you know perspective you know what i mean like you guys make sure that the decision that is made by the ballas is by the ballas not by you know who essentially is politically on top you know right yeah 100 so we're gonna you know take a, a complete turn and uh talk about a monthly topic so with my podcast every month i have essentially a different question that i like to ask you know it's just kind of like a random kind of like a better icebreaker before you talk about other stuff but for the month of october i asked people like what was the most gruesome way to kill someone november was more thankful uh december was kind of like what's the worst thing that you could receive as a gift but now we're in april and so obviously april 420 is you know celebrating you know celebrating our, our our mother you know mary jane so uh i took some time and there was this one night i got extremely high like extremely high and like dummy high and i wrote down these questions mm. so i'm gonna pull one of these questions and i'm gonna ask you guys what you know a question that i was thinking you know philosophically you know while mm. high so the question is do local lives matter? <laughs> uh, all I'm going to say, right? If I'm getting shot at, I'm, I'm shooting blessed. back. I'm shooting <laughs> back. <laughs> it's on site. It's, it's on site. But Any I mean, like, think about it. Think about it. I feel like with locals, like, <laughs> this is going to be really stupid, oh, but man. we're literally going to talk about this. I feel like with locals, you know, it's just like a different, you know, population. It's like, you know, the dogs, you know, that are just like there, you know, I feel like everybody hates them. But at the same time, you need them. You know what I mean? I mean, look, man, I'm, all I'm going to say is on Grove Street, I have blooded out <laughs> probably 500 local ball members. Yep, uh, yep. I mean, they got to go. I mean, they they want to betray us. So we're going to betray them, you know, you know, mm-hmm. but at the same There's time, reason- it's like. If you think about it, like, okay, everybody hates them. They're fucking annoying. I'm not going to lie. They're like little ants. But at the same time, like, we technically need them, you know? Oh, so, yeah. I mean, so I then, agree. So then, and then comes the question, do local lives matter? I say yes, mainly because if you actually don't fuck around with them, right, and you're just chilling, I'm going to be honest, you'd be hearing some fucking wild-ass conversations that be they be having, you know? Like... Latisha the other day, you know, I was I was just chilling. That <laughs> yeah. bitch goes, she was like, "Hey man, remember when I sent you the picture of my titties?" I was like, "What? <laughs> Damn!" Recent. <laughs> You're what? like, "Can you airdrop that?" <laughs> <laughs> I was like, "Yo, these motherfuckers be wilding, bro." I can't. Oh my god! Like, there was another like, one where this one lady was uh, something about smelling dick. I oh, that's all I remember. <laughs> She was like, I'm going to smell your dick as soon as you get home to see if you were cheating on me. And I was like, what the oh, yeah. fuck? Yeah. yeah. Some of the conversations they'd be having, it'd be wild. You know? Yeah. The other week I, mean, I heard one where the guy called his friend and he was like uh, asking her for a refund because the guy gave him a gay dog. <laughs> I was like, what uh, the fuck? Are you guys literally asking a refund for what? Uh, 
<laughs> I don't think I've ever heard that one. I don't Did think I've heard that. All I'm saying. All I'm gonna say I'm though is they they get hella rude though when you bump into them. Like, oh yeah, hundred percent. You know they they got their they're strapped right off the bat. You know you bump into them, you know like hey, beat me again and we gonna get it popping type shit. You know so especially we yeah. don't fuck with them. You know? Yeah. I mean, one of the things that I definitely do not appreciate from them is like when you're trying to, you know, steal a car and then they're like, you know, throwing you out of it. And I'm just like, bitch, you're fucking $20,000 cars. You can literally buy another one. Like, let me fucking take it. I'd be on some shit. They do be on some shit. Want... Yeah, I just don't want someone smelling my dick. <laughs> yeah, that's... yeah. well, I doubt anyone will, Drake. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah, let's be honest. Anyways, moving on. So, <laughs> um, so I kind of feel like we we touched topic on this question just because it's kind of like again, kind of looking from the outside in. But for those who don't have a gang lifestyle, you know, a lot of the time we're brought up in a negative reputation. You know, like oh, these people are gonna steal from me, or these people are gonna, you know, kidnap me, whatever. You know, so and so on. What is something that you would like to tell them so that they further understand like why we do what we do? So I mean, yeah, go for it. All right. So one thing that people obviously their first thought is when they hear gangs, more specifically ballers, right, is that we're aggressive. All we want to do is kill someone, right? Yeah. And that's not the case, right? Um, and I am saying that as the leader, right? Yeah, I tell my people right, that we don't just go around, you know, causing mayhem. You know, I'm, I'm not telling people, yo, we'll shoot up a business because, you know, let them know who we are. You know, I'm not doing that. Right. Yeah. We like to mind our own business. Right. We make our money. You know, if someone tests us as in, you know, they come down a grove. Right. And they threatened like. As Drake said, you know, in the previous question, right, like about ranks and stuff like that. Yeah. Like, I don't care if you are a hang around, right? You are still associated with us at the time as a hang around, right? Yes. If someone comes and they threaten, yo, I'm gonna kill you or I'm gonna do this to you, right? I don't give a fuck if you're a hang around or a full blooded and OG. We're gonna do something about it. You know? True. True. Like we are going to do shit about it. We're not just gonna let their oh he's a hang around. I don't give a fuck about him. No. You know we're gonna do shit about it. If you start shit with us first, you know, we're coming for you, you know, and it's not, it's not, I'm not saying that it's a threat, you know, I'm saying that it's a yeah. promise. As a promise. Exactly. I feel like that's one of the things that people, and recently we had this happen, but it's just like people literally feel like they can just walk all over us and then just expect us to sit there. I'm not going to lie. I think I told like one person, uh, there was this one time where we were in a war and I was like, and I thought about it and I was just like, holy shit. I feel like if I were on the opposite side and let's say, you know, I was some other gang, I was in some other gang and I was at war with the ballers, I'm not going to lie. I'd be fucking scared. Like, because I feel like one of the, <laughs> one of the things that, and I feel like this is where we kind of get a little bit of a negative reputation or kind of more of like an aggressive reputation is that. When we're at war, we're not just going to sit there. Like, we're going to actively come for you. You know what I mean? And exactly. I feel like that's something that I would honestly be scared shitless because 
and and unfortunately i feel like we've seen it a lot but it's just kind of like i'd be literally shitting my pants i because it's just like any moment now i know that one of us will pop up and i'll fucking you know eat my words type of thing like i feel like that's why that aggressive kind of reputation kind of comes back to us because of that right crazy you know uh the moment they know they fucked up people block out mcs get in cars you know immediately they go into hiding and all we want to know is where you at bro (laughs) right (laughs) exactly and that's the thing right is that motherfuckers like me personally right i am big in respect right Mm -hmm. if you show respect to me I will make sure that my people and my soul show respect back. Yes. At the moment that you disrespect me and or my people, anything that we had is off the table. You know, if we were to go to war with a group, right? And it's funny, right? Because like Jerk said, right? The moment they fuck up, right? And we're started and they know we're going after them, they know where to be found. 100%. Why? Because we get it done. I'm not saying other groups don't, right? But we actually get it done out here. Yeah, I feel like that's one of the things that, like, you know, obviously from the inside, it's just, like, we know that, you know, it's kind of, again, that family mentality. Like, you fuck with one, you fuck with all, you know? Um, Just, like, the other day, like, they were fucking with one of us, and what ended up happening, like, they all fucking got clapped, and then they came to us, you know, pretty much saying, like, why did you guys do that? You know, we told them, and then they fucking just walked away, and they were like, we don't know why, why we're here arguing with you guys if... You know, you guys did it for a reason. So I feel like it's just like people don't really I feel like people don't really know. And again, it's like I'm not I'm not trying to say like I'm trying to boost our egos or anything like that. But it's just like they feel like, you know, they can easily come. And then at the end of the day, they know that they kind of fucking regretted what they just did. Because it's like it's kind of like Drake said, they all of a sudden change where how they look and, you know, where they're driving and what they're driving with and all that. So. Yeah. And then they show up three weeks after, you know, uh, after they've been gone for three weeks, and they'll start trying to shoot at us, and then they'll disappear again. Because then they find us. <laughs> they realize <laughs> that. We didn't forget. <laughs> You're doing this shit, bro. It's been happening for a while. It's a um, consistent cycle of idiots, you know. But, you know, some, like, for me, right, um, the gang lifestyle, I mean, at the end of the day, right, everybody's got to eat. Uh, mm-hmm. they, you mean, to to the people who are listening to this, you know, you have your ways and I have mine. Um, of course, my way is legally uh, owning Grove Ltd and doing a legal business there, right? Dreads, right? Yes. Mm-hmm. Anyways, mm-hmm. um, as someone you know who is is essentially you know, I guess quote unquote running a gang, um, I don't need to get my hands dirty. Uh, but do I sometimes? I don't know. I'll let the PD figure that one out. But. I mean, it's just like, you know, you guys have your ways, I have mine, everybody's got to eat. I've chosen how I'm going to do it, and I'm sure you want to go and drive a Go Postal truck. That's on you. That's my mentality on it. True. Now, and, and I feel like that's kind of one of the things as well. Now, I feel like one of the things that also gets brought up is kind of like, kind of like you said, the way that we get our money, you know, I feel like that's one of the things that also off puts people is, you know, when they get robbed or they get kidnapped, you know, now they, and, and one of the things that I hear more often is always like when, 
you know, and I'm not saying I am, but you know, if anything I hear about it, it's just kind of like, you know, for example, someone will get robbed and then they'll be like, oh, you know, I know Jasmine. So, you know, you can't do anything to me or I know dreads. So, you know, you can't do anything to me or I know Drake, but it's just like, to be honest, I'm not in that situation. So I can't help you out. You know, I'm just, you know, I'm just doing me, you know, just because you know me doesn't necessarily mean that, you know, you're going to be protected. Yeah, exactly. And yeah, people know Darnell White's go, guys. Yeah. yeah, everybody knows him. Yeah, that's the first thing they hear. I know Darnell White. <laughs> yeah, like, I know Jasmine. After you say that, I'm just gonna say there's just a lot of bullets that fly. And that's the thing that I eventually noticed that you know is that people who had you know previous interactions with us, you know, they come down to the grove to grove, you know, and we're like we talk and have a good time, right? Next thing you know, you know. Some situation happens with the ballers, and they go, "Oh, I know this guy. You know, we talked the other day. Like, and what? What are you to us? What about it? You know? <laughs> yeah. Like, what are like? What have you done to us other than talk to us for fucking uh, ten minutes? You know? Yeah. Or like, or like they get robbed, and then they come to us, and they're just like, "I got robbed," and then we're just like, "Okay, what do you want me to do?" Like. Why the ballers? Why do you think the ballers did it? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Why would the ballers do this? <laughs> you know, I was a ball of yeah, exactly. You know, it's just people use our names, you know, for a safe haven, you know, yeah. Which I'm gonna be honest, if you were to see that shit in front of my face, it's not gonna be a safe haven for you. I promise you that. As Drake <laughs> said, there will be bullets flying. Have you ever been in this situation? I'm pretty sure you answered no, but like, have you ever been in a situation where you know they you're trying to, you know. Talk to someone and they're just like, oh, you know, or try to keep it a bug with someone. And then they're just like, oh, you know, I know this person. So, you know, don't. Yeah. You know, I don't want to get in the situation. Yeah, actually. Um, allegedly, I was out and about, you know, doing some gangster shit. You uh-huh. know? Um, and we rolled up on someone allegedly. Right. You're like, you're mm-hmm. you know? And they're like, oh, um, I know Carlos and Jasmine. I'm <laughs> like, OK, what that got to do with me? Right, you're like you want a cookie. <laughs> right, like you think that's gonna fucking get you, you know, somewhere with that? Like, nah, I'm about to put your hands up. <laughs> you should be like, and I know them too. <laughs> right, and I know them too. You know what I'm saying? And we still run in them pockets. <laughs> yeah, I feel like that's one of the things that annoys the fuck out of me. It's like I always hear like, oh, you know, I know Jasmine or I know Jasmine, and then I'm just like, but like, when did I become important? Like. You know what I mean? Like, when did I, like, all of a sudden become Mother Teresa, you know, coming to save these people? Like, <laughs> fuck, I don't care, you, you know? Like, so I got I got so tired to the point where I would receive texts and people would be complaining. And I'm just like, you know what? I don't, I'm not even going to respond. Like, I'm just tired of this. Like, you say that you know me and you still get fucking clapped. That's not my problem anymore because it's just like... I'm not, again, I'm not Mother Teresa. I'm not going to go and, you know, nurture and make sure that you're, you know, protected. It's like, hell no. Right. Right. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. If anything, you were just caught lacking and, you know, just take take it, you know. Take, take it as out. is. I am, exactly. Has that ever happened to you, Drake? Allegedly. Oh. <laughs> Allegedly. Um, this is a story of a friend of mine, actually. You know, they, they, and he up and so an LTD uh, somewhere up north in Polito or some shit. I don't fucking know. Anyways, uh, he, his store got robbed. 
and uh you know the owner of that store allegedly tracked the individual down and uh you know while obviously retrieving the stuff that was stolen they claimed yeah. to have known darnell Whitescale, and at that point before that you know they were not gonna get shot oh <laughs> uh, after that they were shot so and this is all allegedly allegedly, right? allegedly uh, yeah, you that, know. That, yeah that one ltd in Polito, you know that doesn't really exist but yeah. allegedly yeah yeah i yeah. think it's a, i think when those words come out uh that is keep 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 your fucking name you know i mean keep keep our names out of your fucking mouth essentially that's really what it comes down to my people know who not to hit exactly and uh and if yeah. you get accidentally hit and you know so and so it's just why were you caught slacking you know, whatever you cost like, that's not that's not my fault. That's honestly yours uh, for getting caught in the, the first place. At the end of the day, right? If it if it benefits the gang uh, as a whole, you you know you shouldn't be getting hit anyway. Exactly, exactly. Which you right. know, as one knows. But anyways, like, doesn't like we do anything anyways. You know, right? We're just chilling. We just chill at the block. Anyways, now you know, kind of talking from a little bit more of like experience. And I feel like this is more kind of experience, you know, within the game. But has there ever been a moment like where you feel like, or rather, you know, kind of to ask this question is kind of like where, when was a time where you kind of felt like, holy shit, this, this shit is like too dramatic or, you know, too wild for me or kind of like an experience where you never thought you'd be in, but then here you are. Um, I guess it was more first you know when i was first uh i was younger and first starting off with the ballers yeah know? um it's when you know allegedly is when i started doing more bigger shit you know um and you know when you're new to shit like that what we were doing at the time you know i'm not gonna lie your conscience you know it, it's there you know and it's talking to you and shit yes. you know and you know and it's kind of it stops you from sleeping at night with shit that you have done, you know? And I'm not going to lie, there was times where I was like, I need to get out of this, you know? Like, yeah. there's been times where I actually wanted an out, you know? But we all know, once you sign up for the gang, for a gang, there's only one way out. Exactly. Right? And obviously, I don't want that, right? At the time, <laughs> I didn't want that. Yeah. Know? Like, you know, I was still very young, you know, I'm like, I still have a lot to live for, you know, and so I just kind of hold it in, you know, and I know this probably sucks to say or for others to hear, right, but the shit that I have done, um, I don't know how you will say it, right, but my conscience is, I don't know if you will say gone, right, but it doesn't bother me anymore with this shit that you I become done. numb to the situation yeah there you go exactly yeah, yeah. it's it's uh, numb you know it, it's gonna yeah. yeah i mean like, uh, i gotta echo on that man um i'm in the same exact boat like there was a point where you know you realize that shit what the fuck am i doing and now i'm at that point where nothing really matters exactly yeah. i feel like i can definitely relate to that i feel like i feel it more now than before because um, I don't know if I ever talked to you guys about this, but before, um, obviously I was with the Eastside Ballas, I was very independent, you know, but before I became independent, prior to that, I was part of this 
you know, fond group of six. Um, and we did a lot of stuff, you know, kind of, you know, in the works, you know, we had Bahama Mamas at that time. And, you know, on the side, we have other things that were, were going for us. And we were, you know, building up and we're, you know, a strong six that started climbing a little bit just because the way that a lot of people saw us was more of like, this is a group of people that you wouldn't necessarily ever think of, you know, living that lifestyle, you know, so it was really easy for us to kind of hide that. And I feel like that was one of the things that I kind of can relate to me going from being independent back to that gang lifestyle with Abalas is that, you know, people didn't really think of me as a, someone who would, you know, do that type of activity just because the way that I was, you know, to myself, you know, but it's kind of like, again, in the past, I have done situations, there have been situations where, you know, allegedly, you know, we have to do what we have to do. And it wasn't something that I necessarily was proud of myself doing, you know, um, but it's just kind of like you guys said, like, over time, you essentially just get so numb to the point where you don't even know, you know, you do things with no, you know, no guilt behind it which unfortunately exactly. is very sad but yeah. at the same time like it's just it is what it is you know but i feel yeah. like again now where i come from a stance you know because at the, initially it's kind of like and obviously it's kind of like you guys mentioned it was kind of like a what the fuck moment and then it was just kind of like okay it's needed to now where it's just kind of like i'm doing it because I am protecting, you know, who who I'm with, you know. It's kind of like we mentioned in the past, you know. It doesn't matter what, you know, rank you are, hang around, prospect, you know, so and so forth. You know, at the end, someone hurts one of you guys, like, you're hurting me too. And I'm going to go fuck you up at the same time, you know. Like, yeah. it's just, it is what it is. And, you know, is there guilt behind it? Mm, sometimes if the person cries, but... At the end of the day, it's just kind of like things have to happen uh, for a reason. Yeah, it's how the streets work. It's just how the streets work. Exactly. It's yeah. uh, no hesi, no regrets, and just get the job done kind of vibe, you know? Yeah. Mm -hmm. All right. So the next thing I want to talk about, obviously, kind of comes hand in hand, but it's wars. So what is your perspective of wars and, you know? So for wars, obviously, me being the leader right i am i'm basically taking care of of you know however members we have right yeah. and me seeing basically i don't look as you guys as gang members right i look at you guys as my family right? mm -hmm. so when we're at war you know there's a risk of one of you guys getting hurt you know and like how everyone you know feels you know it does suck seeing your family you know getting hurt you know but at the same time, deep down, I know that these guys are willing to die for the set, for the family, you know, and I have a lot of respect for it. Um, I always choose the war to be the last resort, right, of anything. If motherfuckers want to test us, you know, and thinking that we, that we're all just talk, right, I will prove to them that they're wrong and we will, you know, go to war for whatever the reason is, you know. My, uh, as a recent, ever since our, what was it? Who was it again? So I'm trying to think. I think it was Oni. <laughs> this is more of a 
troll type thing, you know. But it would still yeah. be funny if someone ever does it, right? But one thing is that we, or I, sorry, me, for us to stop clapping someone, our group, right? They yeah. pay up a certain amount, right? And they also got to call me daddy. It's more of a embarrassment type thing, you know, more than anything. <laughs> not, just, yeah. not because it feeds my ego, right? But. That, it does a little bit, but you know, like for a reason, for like a, a positive cause, a positive cause. Right. Right. You know? It's like, I think I did that with Honey, you know? Like, yo, pay me this, call me daddy, and we'll leave you alone. Yeah. Until then, you're just gonna get them. Get ready. <laughs> you know, just keep on ready, bro, because, like, you know, we're coming and we don't stop until we get what we want. Yeah. How does your mentality change from, let's say, every, any any other day and a day where you're at war? Um, it, it's it's different from when we're at war and not, you know, because my mentality when we're at war, you know, you gotta be at all senses, you know, because you never know when someone's gonna attack you, you know. You gotta have, you know, your protection with you, you know. Um, gotta look, uh, you know. You gotta watch your back, you know, because you never know when someone's gonna hit you. You know, our thing is that we are always the ones to catch other people lacking, right? Yeah, that's uh, how we do it, right? But I'm not gonna lie, there has been times where people try to catch us lacking, you know, and I'm not gonna, you know, I'm not gonna, you know, say that we haven't been called lacking because we have 100%, mm-hmm. you know, and I always go to my people and like, yo, we're doing this wrong, we're doing that, right? We gotta do better. Yeah. Right. So that's where um I try to help my people in bettering the um during war, you know, because if they have if they're aware twenty four seven, you know, we'll be okay, hopefully, you know. Yeah. So Yeah, I feel like that's one of the things for sure, is just that like for me my mentality definitely changes from being kind of more of the you know doing everything to them like when i'm out you know in the situation where war happens i'm just like i don't know if it's just a sense of protection but i get more like you know i obviously am more kind of like uh, making sure everybody's okay you know type of thing and it's more of just kind of like uh i want my people to be good you know so it's just kind of like a different. Per- I feel like it's you. You think more clever, you know. I feel like we should always be at war then, so that we can always all be, you know, very clever. But you know, <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> but how about you, Drake? How about you, Drake? What's your thought of war and you know and all that? I mean, similar to Dreads, right? War is last resort because at the end of the day, bullets hurts, bullets kill, right? So when these groups come around to fuck with the balls, I'm just like, bro really you know like what what's what's the reason for this right what what value are you adding and my immediate thought is it could have been talked about if you just fucking either swallowed your pride or just didn't fuck around and that's kind of my mentality on it and now what changes during war and uh, and you guys are saying right you're a lot more focused you're more a lot more like you know you're essentially you're on high alert and 
during war, right? We don't grind. We don't. We don't. I don't. My paper is my paper that I have, right? That, that's that's the shit that I have, and that's the shit that I'm. That, that's my war funds. Yeah. Um, and I, I'm not gonna go go sell weed when I'm at war. I'm there to fight. I'm there to defend. And like you said, because you're so focused the entire time, I'll be honest, it's draining. You know. And that's why when there's back to back organizational disputes like you know between big groups it, that third or fourth war is just like dude why are we doing this why are we fighting and that's kind of my mentality is like people just like to come you know they fly into the city they come and fuck with us and i'm just like bro you just want to prove something because you know we're the biggest and baddest gang in the city you know and it, it literally makes me question a lot of the leadership that is in the city you in know the with city, these other yeah. criminal organizations um and I think even in the last few wars, Dreads, uh, our mentality was, wow, they lack leadership. Let's fuck them up. You yeah. Know? And I'll and I'll tell you, Oni, for example, right? They disbanded. Uh, they not. I wouldn't say they disbanded, but like they uh, they we split disbanded. up into. <laughs> yeah, we disbanded <laughs> them. Okay. Yeah. Um, we broke we've done them. it before. And I feel like that's yeah. one of the things that kind of comes as well. That I feel like a lot of people don't think. People just think it's. War is a very, like, guns out, just shoot, 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 back and forth, back and forth, back and forth until someone gives up. But it's not just that. It's mental, you know? I feel like, you know, oh, shit, our people just got clapped like that. Like, even though that's just like, damn, it's a loss, that mentally fucks you up, too. You know what I mean? So it's it's a lot of kind of, like, how much mentally can you take before enough is enough and you can't, you know? We're not recyclable bodies, right? Just because, you know, now, like, let's say, you know, let's let's say in, allegedly I go into a fight and I get hurt badly, right? And I, there's no way I can be in the next fight. There's no way. I need I need a few days to rest. And when this happens, you know, months go by and war hasn't stopped. It's It's a drain on your body mentally and physically. And I think that's one of the biggest issues that a lot of these other gangs that either fly in or try to start some beef with the balls they just don't understand and to them it's just like it's a joke you know uh and i don't fuck with that mentality i hate it and uh dress is like war needs to be the last resort um and it's unfortunate because you know the balls themselves i would say we've been in almost 40 wars right and uh for as long as i've been here so I don't even know what happened before, man. Like, if I've been here for 40 wars, like... Yeah. And I can tell you for a fact that we haven't been the one to instigate, like, many of those, right? Or, like, I know that we're not the one who started this bullshit. Yeah. It's like, what the fuck, dude? How how are we, how, how do we, how are we in 40 wars? That's crazy. Uh, it's actually insane. What's the current um, record? You said what? What's the current record? Like, how many wars have... Out of those 40, how many have been won? Um, so I think we have a couple of draws in there, right? Where we just called it even. Yeah. Um, but like alleged, like formally, I would say Dreads, I think we lost that first war. Yeah. So, that. yeah. So, yeah. So I think we might have just one loss, to be honest. Or maybe two. Maybe, yeah, maybe two losses. Uh, in a couple of draws. I, I, a couple of times. I, I can't tell you how many times. Well, what's the second but... loss? I don't even know. Um. Well, that one's for something else. You know, it's what I'm gonna say is term, ter- ter- Terminator vibes. You know, that's that's. 
So, yeah, so with the first war, right, and it yeah. was, um, you know, maybe like a year ago, uh, it was with the first, one of the first uh, sets here, uh, GFF, Grocery Families. Yeah. Um, they gave us our first war here, you know, and, and I'm not going to lie, you know, I, I love to have a big ego, you know, I love to be cocky, you know, but I will humble and say, you know, that if we are losing a war, I will tap out, you know, mainly because as I said previous, that I don't like seeing my people get hurt. And if I know for a fact that we are losing a war, I will yeah. tap out, you know? Um, and I had to do that with the first war with JSF. Um, after that war ended, um, their triple OG um, said that we're not asking for anything for this war, but for the next tour, I'm going for four or I'm going for a grocery, right? That's mm -hmm. what the triple OG OGSF said. He yeah. said, okay, dude, all right, you can try that. Right. When that time came, I've seen everyone knows how that went. We won and we took over Forum drive because they wanted turf. So I said, all right, we win. We take Forum." Yeah. And we took it. Yeah. You know? Um, and that's why the balls hold forum, and I respect that city. It means that state, fucking road, whatever the fuck you want to call it. That street road. <laughs> that's road, yeah. <laughs> that road. I respect the fuck out of that road is because I mean, you know, I fought for that road. I've, you know, I, I yeah. it's not up for grabs for anyone. It means a lot to me, you know. I bled for that road, and uh, a lot of the people that I respect, you know, they also on the opposing side bled for that road because at the end of the day, I did gain a lot of respect for the people I fought with fought against and fought with yeah no i just feel like it's so, mostly kind of like that situation of what's going on in your mind at that time and then kind of like what leads to either that victory or whatever you know that loss but it's just kind of like again i feel like a lot of the time people you know especially you know um the police you know department they they just see us as a kind of like oh we're just shooting 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 and shooting but in reality, it's more of kind of like wars aren't just, you know, physical. They're very mental as well. I think uh, people don't understand, and a lot of people outside of the game, they don't understand, like, what what it means to hold down turf. And that's been, like, my biggest problem. Uh, everybody sees that white line as, oh, it's just a fucking white line. It's just a fucking call. It's like, no, that white line to me is the door to my house. You know, that is that is my kingdom. That is, like, literally whatever happens past this white line this is my house this is like mine and uh, that that's kind of how i see it. it's like that's kind of my door and yeah. when you cross that white line you're barging into my door you're barging into my house and that's why you're probably gonna end up getting shot yeah but, which is I why people it. should not cross the line yeah, yeah. but then people do and then um and um you know there's been times where you know new people are re like are new into the city you know yeah. and we do give them that one warning you're like yo yeah it's hey. because we're not total dicks you know for right. sure we're not just gonna start instantly shooting at you because for crossing the land you know we will give you that warning and if you don't obey that you know or run your mouth oh yeah or yeah. run your mouth yeah. you will get shot you know because it's just kind of like again like the I, don't, I feel like it's always when it comes to, like, you know, people, you know, coming around, you know, it's just, like, for the first time or so, you know, they want to come as, like, Big Bad Wolf, like, I'm this and that, but at the same time, it's just like, hold on, motherfucker, you know, 
you're not you're not gonna come here and just say what you want to do and do it you know like it's not an easy you know take and walk over you know stuff that is already there like hell no get the fuck out of here now this is gonna be kind of like an interesting side of it but what is your guys's feelings towards the law enforcement you know involvement when it comes to wars i hate him pdk i'm just joking kind of not really i don't want to say what uh, that's going sure <laughs> my thing is these officers right the pd they're always complaining you know that this war is lasting too long but if they were to mind their fucking business right i like i understand they have a job to do right i understand yeah, that 100 whatever yeah but if you see two gangs and knowing that they are a big gang right i feel like they should wait it out wait like wait a bit you know like don't just go straight up in you know you know stop shooting stop shooting like you if these when a pd interrupts a fight right and there's no actual like winner of a fight this war is gonna keep on going you know if pd just fucked off yeah they were to fuck off right like maybe stage around the area you know because like they just barge up in and i'm gonna be honest there's been times where we're like fighting right and they mm -hmm. go in front of you like bro like you can get a bullet you know we're not aiming for you but you're gonna take a bullet like <laughs> these motherfuckers need to like value their lives bro like you can get a fucking you can eat a bullet in the lip you know you need to fuck off because right now like you are not our target right uh, I'm, I'm gonna just put it frankly right there's there's a reason at the end of the day you're dealing with two criminal organizations allegedly yeah. right and mm -hmm. the one common enemy they probably have is lspd you know the pd in general right and it, it'd be very shameful it'd be very very shameful for them to stop shooting at each other and to start shooting at cops that's all i'm yeah. saying yeah mm -hmm. i feel like that's one of the things that i strongly feel that and i i totally agree with both of you is the fact that pd complains that wars take too long but at the same time it's just like i honestly feel like wars wouldn't be taking that long if they wouldn't have been involved you know or if they are going to be involved just be at the fucking sidelines let the whoever clap whoever clap who you know what i mean like it's not like at the end of the day you know we're killing innocent people's lives you know it's something that you know we're both bucking at each other so just fucking let whatever needs to happen happen and then you know get you know help those who fucking need the help you know but i feel right. like when we're in situations where you know allegedly you know so and so are going after each other and they're back like bucking at each other and they're shooting at each other and then you have a third party that comes in you know tries to shoot everybody else it's just kind of like you we're never gonna get anywhere if you're just you know intervening if anything it's kind of like you know you guys said at the end of the day you know yes you know your job is to serve and protect and everything but you know you never know when there's going to be that moment where the people who are fighting each other start you know helping each other and fight you exactly exactly and, like, and to add to that, uh, I'm going to just say, you know, Southside doesn't need PD. That's all I'm going to say, you know. Um, sure. My store is being robbed. Uh, I'm sure there's people out there that are willing to take care of that for me. Mm-hmm. Allegedly. Allegedly. Yeah. Yeah. And that's all I'm going to say. All I'm saying is that, as I said before, I completely respect that they have a job, right? 
And when it comes to shit like that, they need to like back off and yeah. let let the shit that's happening happen. If there's people who are down leaking, pick them up, right? But after it's all over with, yeah, you know, if you have evidence on who did it, throw throw a fucking warrant, right? Do whatever the fuck you have to do, right? But don't intervene during a gunfight because you never know when, as in how you know. Jasmine and Drake said it. You never know when those groups are just going to turn uh, on the PD and start blasting them down, you know? So. Yeah. Or other, like, another thing as well is just, you know, what if, you know, you intervene and then that's where you, you know, take your last breath because you accidentally were shot, you know, wrong place, wrong time. You know, you're intervening trying to, I don't know. I honestly don't know what they're trying to do. Are they trying to like stop it by, you know, shooting everybody else or they're, you know, because let's be honest, a lot of the time, you know, the only way that they can stop a fucking, you know, whatever it is, the, you know, round or whatever is if everybody else's goes down, you know? So it's just kind of like, what, what is their intention? You know? Right. Um, it's just, you know, I don't know. PD just needs to fuck off. That's all I'm going to say. Respectfully. Respectfully. Yeah, respectfully, I get you have a job, but I need the right one. I mean, there's other things <laughs> yeah. that you can, you know, go supervise, you know. You know, yeah. someone's going to, you know, someone's going to go. Hit. Yeah, exactly. Oh, I heard an MC, uh, you know, they're reporting their car stolen. Go, go deal with that. Go deal with that, you know. But if people are clapping themselves, you know, just let them do what they got to do, you know. And then maybe that's why, you know, wars aren't, you know, the wars wouldn't be taking so long if they kind of just let it happen, you know? Now, kind of with this whole thing, kind of going back to the lifestyle, you know, has there ever been, let's say, anything that you regret? Or, you know, if you don't want to answer that, what is something that, you know, when not, when not, not trying to, you know, you know, maybe an allegedly, you know, is there anything that you're like, damn, I can't believe I did that? But at the same time, I'm kind of proud that I did that. Um, yeah, actually. And um, it doesn't have to be allegedly because um, everybody knows that I did this. Um, when we, you know, when we came to the city, right, when the city mm -hmm. opened up, um, we had very few members of the ballers, right? Yeah. One of them was a, you know, Drake, well, we remember him, right? A very young uh, kid by the name of Mikey. Um, he, um, he was a hothead. I'm not going to lie. Right. He was a big hot, hothead. And the first couple of weeks, you know, he was causing a lot of shit for us when we weren't ready for anything. You know, we didn't have the money for any type of wars or anything like that. You know? Yeah. Um, at the end, you know, he, it's kind of crazy to still say it, right? Because regardless of what happened, I still carried for the kid. Yeah. But unfortunately, he pointed a gun at me. And luckily for me, unfortunately for him, he missed the shot. I didn't. Um, and one of my boys that was there with me, he helped me take him down. Right? Yeah. Um, everyone knows about that. You know, I was later caught. Um, I was zoning for the nines. I had a 
a trial, you know, court, everything, you know. Um, and proud to say that I got out of there um, and found not guilty of uh, first-degree murder. Um, because it wasn't, you know, I wasn't out looking for him. He came to me and he pointed the gun at me. True. He missed a shot. We didn't. And yeah, um, I never regret, you know, I regret, uh, I, I, what I can say, maybe bringing him into the gang life, you know, because he was a good kid, regardless of the stupid shit he was doing, you know, um, but, you know, uh, it's just how the so, streets work. As I mean, as he would say, right? As he would say, the streets are cold, dog. <laughs> yeah, the streets are cold. Um, I mean, they can be. I, and uh, I have to echo on that, man. Like, I think everybody's had a moment of second guessing and regret. I mean, you know, generally speaking, of course. Um, I think. Uh, I think even you know, you know, not myself, right? But you know, overall, I have seen people. Uh, make let's say you know they wanted to teach someone a lesson and unfortunately that lesson turned into something more permanent yeah and um uh and i you know and uh the people you know i've seen people deal with it you know and i know they're still dealing with it uh every day but you you kind of forget that there's consequences to certain actions and just because you're teaching someone a lesson with these bullets doesn't mean you're not going to kill them uh, I think that that's been one of the biggest things for me is our biggest regrets, you know, that trying to teach someone a lesson has, you know, may have not been the result that I wanted, I guess. Uh, because, you know, have I put bullets into homies I, I genuinely loved and respected 100%. Um, but sometimes things just don't work out. Or the message doesn't translate, or is done improperly, or your aim's shit, you know, and yeah. you don't go for the leg. Yeah, yeah, no, I could definitely uh, reflect on that. I feel like, I feel like regrets. Um, the only time I, I, there has been one time I actually to regret. Um, and this was a very long time ago. Like I said, you know, in the past I was previously with another group, but um there uh in in that um in that in that side of the city you know that i lived uh there was us which is like the group of six and then there was the main like the big big group which was called uh the corporation and they all uh very weirdly they all wore purple um they were kind of like the purple you know gang but essentially they lived in like the vineyard and they basically controlled the whole city like they had basically control of anything you can think of uh they were always very well sorted um and so obviously every other group you know their big you know their big goal was to break down the corporation and so um allegedly you know kind of in the situation um i made very very fond friends of someone from this corporation and this this person ended up you know trusting me with a lot of things and you know this this motherfucker just fed me information left and right something would happen in the corporation i already knew about it you know and so there was this one time where um my main group we uh 
you know, obviously with time, you know, as I pulled information, I unfortunately got to know the person, you know, and um, I will, <laughs> I will be the one to say it, but that person ended up being the person who I married the very first time. Um, so oh. it's kind of just like a crazy story, but um, at the time I was with my, my group and we went out uh, hunting, you know, uh, allegedly. And animals, huh? animals you know. <laughs> yeah, we ended up hunting allegedly, and uh, they ended up getting him. Uh, and we were in the situation; we're all there, and uh, they told me to, you know, allegedly shoot him. And I knew who it was. They didn't know it was me, and I ended up shooting them. And Damn. I ended up. Uh, you know, from a medical experience in the past, I ended up uh, suturing his mouth shut, and we threw him back to the vineyard. Jesus. Yeah, oh we threw him back to the vineyard. Um, months okay. later, I ended up telling him, you know, after we got married. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> um, but, you know, it was just kind of like, I do regret that, because it's just kind of like, I feel like it, at first my intention was very malicious, you know, it was very like, I must take all the information he tells me, you know, and then through that time I got to know him and then I'm like, fuck, I fuck with this dude. And then we ended up getting married and then bam, like, you know, I, at the end of the day, I ended up shooting him at some point, you know, and I could have killed him, but I didn't, but you know. Now, I will say, though, there was one time, which obviously I feel like you guys know, and it's been so long, you know, but obviously was when I defended myself, you know, allegedly, and we were at war with, you know, Oni at the time, and someone decided to, you know, be very smart and get on a bike and come to the cul-de-sac and yell Oni on top, and I was the only one that was there. It was me and him, and... You know, allegedly that motherfucker fell off the bike in like two seconds. And then I asked mm. him, you know, only on what? Motherfucker said, only on the sack. And I was like, that's right, motherfucker. <laughs> Get on my level, ho. Get you know? on my level. Get boy. on my level, ho. That was definitely, I feel like, one of my highlights. Fuck that, dude. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, kind of coming back together as a whole, you know, I feel like talking through all our experiences, you know, I feel like at the end of the day, it's kind of like we're saying, like, even though people may see us as Eastside Balas, we're, we're more than that, you know? We're not just dicks, yep. you know? We, we are people too, you know? We may not agree with, you know, our, well, actually, it's not we. They might not agree with us, you know, on the way that we live our life. But at the same time, it's just kind of like, I feel like with this episode, it kind of definitely shows that we aren't just assholes or dicks. So we are just running, you know, walking, you know, around with, you know, a fucking ego, you know, it's just, we come from, you know, different places and we come together. We're a family, you know, and to us, you know, we're defending what we have, you know? Right. And hopefully, you know, I feel like people will get a better idea of, you know, not only who the Balas are, but I feel like the way that we talked, it kind of also just brings around every game, 
you know, every group, you know, and kind of what they're about and why they do what they do. You know, I feel like coming from a, you know, very clean perspective, people will see us in a negative light, but, you know, step into our shoes and kind of see what it's like, you know, to walk around and then, you know, be mugged or looked wrong or disrespected. Like, we're not going to take that shit easily. Right. We will, you know, you do us, if you do us wrong, I'll make sure that we do it back to you. Yeah. And worse. One for one. One for one. Yeah. One for one. Eye for eye. Eye for eye. Exactly. And I feel like that's another thing that I feel like a lot of people need to take away is just kind of, and I feel like we mentioned it, but we haven't like directly said it, but it's just like, if you, you know, fuck with us, we are going to fuck with you. You know what I mean? But if you're just being an asshole to us and disrespecting us, like, don't be surprised that we fucking, you know, go back at you, you know, do something about it, you know? Like, it's just common sense. Like, people get hurt and people fucking cry about it, but it's like, you know, you're you're fucking doing some shit and then you expect to just to get away with it when in reality it shouldn't even be that way. <clears throat> so what's next for you guys? Like individually and maybe as the ballas, you know, kind of like what can, you know, people expect or hopefully see from you guys, you know, here soon or, you know, again from the ballas. Um, well, for me personally is obviously, um, not everyone knows, but I did propose to my girlfriend, Carla, right? So um actually getting the whole wedding thing ready and set up and actually marrying her. Ah, so know? exciting. Yeah. Yeah. So that's something that I'm uh, happy about. Uh for the ballers. Um, I'm gonna be honest, you know, I want to move more into a business side, you know? Yes. Um I want to start something bigger than a street gang, you know, something big something that will mark this earth, you know, this world, yeah. you know, so, and people won't, people won't forget about us, you know, once we're all gone. And if this gang were to ever die, you know, they will know what we about, you know, but also that we, you know, are not explaining it, but, like at some point, people will know that, or rather, people will know that at some point, one point in time, you know, we made an impact. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You know, and I think Drake can agree with that. You know, I know uh, he is already a business owner. You know, and uh, we'll love for more, uh, more businesses within, within the color purple. You know. Yes, which there will be. There will be for sure. Oh yeah. Yeah, um, I definitely, that's where my mind's at, at least. Uh, I think um, running a organization that definitely isn't criminal and actually is just, you know, a community organization, right? We, I don't need to get my hands dirty, neither does Dreads, um, for whatever needs to be taken care of, you know, on Grove Street. Mm-hmm. So my goal has been to focus on bigger and better things. Um, for example, legal businesses such as Grove LTD and hopefully even more businesses, you know, under our umbrella. Um, yes. Kind of where our mindset's been at. Uh, things get taken care of pretty quickly, you know. Mm-hmm. Things yeah. Need to, and I'm grateful that we have uh, other, you know, OGs 
that will handle or understand where mine and Dredd's visions are at in terms of the gang. So if God forbid one of us was to die tomorrow, you know, uh, well, I'm Hopefully pretty confident. Straight. I mean, what? <laughs> I'm, just yeah. I'm pretty confident, you know, the gang isn't going to just fold. Yeah. Yeah. True. True. I feel like it would essentially something would be left to continue, you know? 100%. Yeah. yeah, I could definitely agree with that. Um, kind of like leaving something. I feel like, um, essentially now I feel like we're more, uh, we're pushing more of a kind of business aspect. You know, like for example, obviously, like we mentioned, that LTD growth, like that's been there for a while, and it's been successful, especially with that, you know, special drink that goes out and people love to buy. You know, um, obviously, like there's that. You know, the record label, you know, Purple World, like that's going, you know, and that's succeeding and it's being pushed, you know, um, and then other businesses that are coming around, you know, obviously, like you guys know, I'm working on my business and, Purple you know, Nancy. eventually it will, you know, come around and it's kind of, you know, it's in the, it's in the works and, you know, we're kind of getting more, you know, things done than you know before which is very exciting you know um and it's just kind of like you know uh good things coming good things to come 100 yeah no. and i'm excited for you know um we have so much to do uh and hopefully we can all get it done i feel like we can get it done i feel like it it's just having that mindset but at the same time not uh i feel like it's more of a, a need for balance you know rather than just focusing on one thing because obviously you know a lot of things are coming but at the same time you know we still you know protect our you know protect our cul-de-sac so all yeah, right that's going to be one thing that um regardless of you know this business goes no, no matter how far it goes if i make you know we make a lot of money i'm still and always will be living in that cul-de-sac i know a lot of people see Southside as you know poor and whatnot you know regardless though nah. I'm still, <laughs> i will die in the cul-de-sac at my home yes the I've... kingdom dog <laughs> exactly people see it as less but honestly it's i mean coming me me originally coming from fucking rockford hills you know it, obviously it's a very different neighborhood you know but i feel like it's unfortunately like safer you know i feel safer because i know you know who who's around you know what i mean whereas if yeah rockford hills you know that's very different it's kind of just everybody's everywhere you know type of thing so i i prefer where uh i prefer to live where i live now that's a for sure that's a for sure yeah i'm uh, with you there <laughs> all right any any last comment word anything else that you guys would like to say about yourselves eastside balas before we close out this podcast um well for the Esau ballas right um we are good people we're not out to hurt everybody you know if you want to talk to us do it you know don't be scared of us um but do know that if you do fuck with the ballas we ain't gonna stop until you pay what i tell you to pay and you call me daddy amen and uh, all I gotta say is, uh, stop talking shit, or you're gonna get lit. Oh yeah, true, true. It's kind of like you know, you know, just watch what you say. You know, 
back up what you you know if you're gonna say something you better back it up that's all that's all that needs to be said because if you're saying what you're gonna say and then you can't back that shit up then you done fucked up you just look goofy mm -hmm. you look goofy as fuck goofy as fuck 100 percent. all right well i would like to thank both of you guys for being a part of this podcast and you know essentially kicking off this season for sure um for those of you you know who are listening that don't know you know how can people reach out to you you know uh where can people find you and you know so on and so um, forth you can find me in the middle of the cul-de-sac smoking a blunt and talking yeah. to my family yeah he just you sits know? there in the middle like literally right in the middle just does not move everybody yeah. everybody is around him <laughs> Yeah, it goes for any with, gangs. Uh, with, our, else, man. with our fucked up circle that we can never seem to get right. We but. can never get right, but I mean, it's always okay. I feel like it's been improving, but yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know exactly where we are. <laughs> yeah, yeah, true. Oh, yeah. You know oh, exactly. Be friendly with us, or come get the smoke. You mm -hmm. know, mm -hmm. the line. behind yeah, the right. line. Yeah, we behind the line yeah 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 sure, sure. <laughs> all right well thank you guys for being a part of this episode and until the next one later you guys be on top bye